Thanks for joining us for today's message. We want to encourage you to visit mbcocala.com if you have a story to share about how God is working in your life or if you'd like to support this ministry financially. Today, we're hearing a message from our series entitled Temptation. Everywhere we go and everywhere we look, there are things that pull on us. While we can't choose what tempts us, we can choose our behavior. In this series, we will learn how to beat temptation. Amen. Help me welcome our internet audience, would you? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. And we are glad you're all here this morning. We're going to dive right in. Everybody say it again. Temptation. And after a while, I'm going to draw for you. So, uh, no, no, no. If you didn't clap right away, it doesn't count. Okay, so you've got that to look, you've got that to look forward to. All of us, every one of us. Me, you, every one of us deal with face temptation. Amen? And how you respond determines whether you are weakened or strengthened. When we respond to, to temptation and yield to it, it weakens us. And we'll look at further results of that in a moment. When you and I respond in such a way where God does help us, we're able, able to overcome. It actually strengthens us. And I think the question, and we're just going to go right for it on week one here, what is really at stake? What really is at stake concerning temptation? Uh, Look at me for the answer here. Eventually, everything is at stake. Eventually, everything is at stake. This is not just about getting you off track, getting you off balance or something. This is not about just distracting you or detouring you. This is about defeating you. This is about destroying you. This is about bringing you down to a place of shame and ruin. We don't have to look very far in our own news and and, uh, society today that that happens over and over again. And it's not enough just to trip somebody up a little bit. The eventual goal, what is at stake, is to bring a person all the way down to shame and ruin. The enemy is incredibly patient and intentional toward this end. Hear me. He's incredibly patient and intentional toward the sin. Temptation is not random. Temptation is personalized. Temptation is strategic. And the enemy is working, as I said, to defeat you, to destroy you, and to bring you all the way down. And it's not just about a single temptation. It's not about this temptation. It is about reducing you to cycles in your life and patterns and habits and addictions in your life to get you out of your lane, to get you off the road, to run you off in the woods, to get you around the corner and to beat your tail and to steal your lunchbox. And again, to bring you down to ruin and shame. And let me tell you what makes the shame exponential, that when you arrive at the place of ruin and shame, you realize that you cooperated with it. I hope you heard that. It's not just that the enemy snuck up on you, put you in a headlock and threw you down and, 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 you know, just tore you up. It's not just that you were overpowered. The thing about temptation at the end of it all is we realize you and I participated. We cooperated with it. And so we've got to get some help. We must have answers concerning, uh, concerning temptation. So what is the answer? You ready for the answer? New Year's resolutions. So how's that going for you, New Year's resolutions? 
Or, here's the answer. Uh, to just say, I'm sorry. No. What about when you're facing temptation? What do we do? How about we just count to 10? That's not working well either, is it? Let me give you the bottom line, and I'll say it again at the end, and we're going to connect some things on this. Our only hope is help. We must have willpower. We must cooperate with God. We must have right desires, but those are not enough. They're not enough. We, our only hope is help. Look at me. If we could do this on our own, we would have already done it. But yet in this place today, and I know you look all good, and I'm glad you're all here, but, but here's the reality. Some of you have cycles and patterns and habits and addictions and things that keep coming into your back and have, back into your life and have defeated you and defeated you for decades. Well, maybe it was first service, but, but, but I really believe that, you know, all of us, that, that would be happening. And so what we must do is come to a place where we can gain victory over temptation. Now, let's go ahead and look again. Our only hope is help. Look with me in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Not just from temptation, not just around temptation. The Lord knows how when you are facing temptation. Are you all with me today? That when you're facing it, he knows how to deliver you out of temptation. You need to know that verse. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And if you're going to mark a verse in your Bible today, this will be a good one to get right here. No what? No temptation has overtaken you or come to you except such as is common to man. A lot of times people say, well, you know, it's easier for you to overcome temptation, but I have some special heavy-duty, super-duper temptation. No, any, com- uh, any temptation that comes to you is common to man. Someone else has dealt with these things. So no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is what? He's faithful. There's our help who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. That is good news. God will not, look at me, God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make, ta-da, the way of escape so that you may be able to bear it. Here's the good news. We can overcome temptation. I said we can overcome temptation. Amen. Well, let me show you... uh, Well, I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, There are a lot of elements on this, and we're going to work six weeks hard on this because we have to get this. We have to get this. The devil is running roughshod over people's lives. He's convinced people of otherwise that, you know, they can't be victorious. They can't have joy in their life. They're just going to live with these constant cycles of defeat and situations come up. They can't withstand, and that is so not the truth. And so when you come to know the truth, the truth is going to set you free, and, and God wants his people to be free. You know, I heard about a little boy, let's call him Timmy. And he's in the pantry and his mom can hear him in the pantry with a cookie jar. So she said, Timmy, what are you doing in the pantry? He says, I'm fighting temptation. <laughs> so we're going to find that proximity has a lot to do with it. But the reality is we can overcome. Watch, watch this little video clip real quick.
Now look at this picture. Just saying. Now, on the day I caught this fish, it was catch and release. I know I regret it too. But when you get snagged on the bait that the devil would have for you, it is not catch and release. It has got you. And, the, you know, they say to catch a bass, you need, like, worms. Catch trout, like uh, dry fly or catfish stink bait. But what does it take to catch you? What is the bait? What is the lure for you? And you've got to realize that deep down in your heart, parts that you don't talk about with other people, you know what it is. You know what those things are. And I assure you the enemy of your soul with his tackle box, he knows what you'll bite on. And so we've got to become alert so that we can win. I don't know about you. I'm tired of losing. And I don't know about you. I'm tired of you losing, especially when Jesus has given us a way that we can win and we can overcome when temptation comes our way. Can we get a good amen this morning? Now, I want to share with you quickly this morning seven truths about temptation. And to emphasize uh, the importance of the truth on these things, I'm first of all going to put up on the screen a statement that I'm going to call a twist. And so it's a twist on the truth, and then we'll reveal, we'll undo that twist or that myth, and we'll look at the real truth on this. So the first one would be this. Temptation is sinful. Temptation is sinful. That's the twist. That's a myth. Temptation in itself is not a sin. Everybody go, whew. Temptation in itself is not a sin. Can you imagine? It would just be over for all of us if, if temptation, if thoughts came to us and that's a sin. I mean, we're just too loaded up. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. Just, are, are, are y'all even here this morning? So, so temptation is sinful. No, no. Temptation in itself is not sinful, but temptation can start a process, which we're going to look at today. It can start a process that could lead to sin. Jesus was tempted, and yet he was without sin. Look in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest, Jesus, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Let me rephrase that. We have a high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted. He was all points what? Any category of temptation you or I have ever faced, he faced. Was all points tempted as we are, yet what? Without sin. So first of all, he overcame temptation to not sin. That leaves him without sin. But also Jesus, the Lamb of God, the sacrifice for our sins, had to be without spot, without blemish. He had to be perfect. He had to be without sin. And he was tempted. And so he was the spotless Lamb of God. He accomplished redemption for our sins. Can somebody say amen on that? And he did it without sin. And scripture is clear, and we see it in scripture, that he was tempted. So that's proof to us, though, that temptation in and of itself is not sin. Second twist is this. God is tempting me. God is tempting me. Not true. Temptation is not from God. It's not from God. Look at this in James chapter 1, verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. 
And so God may allow temptation. He may allow it. But understand this from 1 Corinthians 10, 13 that we looked at earlier. No temptation is going to come your way that you're not able to overcome. There's not going to be a temptation come your way that you won't be able to overcome. You know, if, if it's the, the boxing ring or the uh, mixed martial arts octagon, okay, uh, and you're in there for the fight, God is not going to allow something in the ring or in the octagon with you that you can't win, that you can't beat. If it could beat you, God's not going to let it in the ring. The fight is fixed. And yet the bell goes off and some of you are like, And you need to just know, I can take this. I can do this. You need to know that God may allow something, but he's not going to allow more than what you are able to handle. Can, I, can you say amen today? Next twist is this. The devil made me do it. How many of you remember Flip Wilson? Y'all need to Google Flip Wilson. Not now, not now. Flip Wilson on the Ed Sullivan show, okay? How many of you don't, have no idea who Ed Sullivan is? See, that's part of the problem of our culture today. You, do, you, get, you guys don't know these important things. But, but he had a comedic routine. He go, the devil made me do it. Here's the truth. He can't make you do anything. He can deceive you. He can lure you. He can't make you do anything, but he, he can be resisted. He can be resisted. Look at this in James chapter four, verse seven. We'll look at it again later as well. Therefore, submit to God. Submit to God and what? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It means to run away. One, one paraphrase says he will run away as if in terror. And so what we do is submit ourselves to God. You know, the devil made you do it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. You submit yourself to God, you resist, and he will flee from you. The next twist is this. He made me do it. She made me do it. They made me do it. That's a twist. That's a myth. That is not true. No one can make you do those things. You choose. Sometimes we don't want to hear the truth. You choose. You choose. Sometimes we're in such a weakened state. Sometimes we've gotten into such patterns and habits and even addictions that we feel like I am powerless to resist. Anybody can make me do anything. But the reality is that is not the truth. They can't make you to do it. You choose. Look with me in Proverbs 1 verse 10. My son, my daughter, if sinners, sin actually means to, to miss the target. So this is to not be on track, not be on path. If sinners entice you, hello? Do not consent. There's a choice involved here. You don't have to consent. How many of you remember Joseph in the Bible? Okay, Joseph has an incredible story. I'm just going to drop into one chapter of his story. He is a a trusted uh, person in Potiphar's house. Potiphar is the ruler. Potiphar is rich. He's in the palace. Joseph is in the palace. He's got a lot of power and clout. And Potiphar has a wife named Mrs. Potiphar. And because Potiphar was the guy, I mean, he's the ruler, he's rich, he's, he's got all that. Let me just say this about Mrs. Potiphar. She was the pick of the litter. Are y'all with me or are you just acting shy here? I mean, she, are, are y'all with me on this? Do you, do you understand? She was probably not the ugly duckling of the kingdom. And she probably smelt good too. 
And she probably had shiny hair and nice clothes and all that. And she came up to Joseph. And she, day after day, was enticing him to do wrong things. And Joseph did not consent. Joseph ran. He left his stuff and he ran. Did you know that sometimes to run away is heroic? Because of all the things that you will rescue and save by doing that. So he, she, they cannot make you do it. You choose. Do not consent. Here's another twist. They are above temptation. Or you might have it this way. I am above temptation. The reality is no one is above temptation. Everyone is tempted just in different ways. Look at this in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12. Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. All of us must continue with a measure of caution in our life. Even after we have gone through our six-week series, you need to take heed. I don't care where you've got in life. I'm telling you what, the, farther the, 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 the higher you go, the farther you can fall. And so we've got to take heed to ourselves lest we fall. It's also good to point out right here that we don't choose our temptations. You know, some of us have temptations that would be in common, but we all have different temptations there's certain, like, like with the fish, there's going to be certain things that you would bite on that another person would not bite on. You know, you could fill a swimming pool full of liquor and, and I would drain it. You know, some of you would dive in with a snorkel and a straw. <laughs> you know, but that, that didn't pull on me at all. I have, I have too many bad things connected with it. Too, it. It's done too many rotten things. I've been at the side of the road where I've, where I've seen accidents. I've been at the jail as a chaplain to see lives ruined, things messed up. I grew up in a home that had alcohol and anger and divorce. And so don't put that in my pool. That doesn't pull on me. There are other things that pull on me. And look at me. And I'm not going to tell you what they are. All right. Next one is this. The twist. Just a thought won't hurt. Just a thought won't hurt. And that is so not true. A thought in itself is not sin. You, you guys with me today? A thought in itself is not sin. But if it's not rejected, if you don't reject that thought, it will lead to sin. Carefully look at these two verses here in James chapter 1. But each one, say that's me. Each one is what? Tempted when he is drawn away. Literally in the Greek, it means dragged away by the devil himself. No, by what? By his own desires and enticed. Watch this. Then when desire, whose desire? Your desire, the thing that, that pulls on you. When desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. There's the ruin. There's the destruction. There's the shame. There's all that the devil intended from the very beginning. So a thought in itself is not sin, but we have to reject that sin or it will drag us away. Um, Look at this picture real quick. You recognize it? The blue line around helps, doesn't it? This is the battlefield. This is the battlefield. And, and look at me just for a moment. The four and a half inches between your ears, that's where you've got to win the battle. Or if you've got a big old fat head, 
seven inches between, whatever it is. All right, just get my point. Are y'all with me? Four and a half inches between your ears, that's where the battle must be won. Now, you're going to have all kinds of external stimuli. You're going to have all kinds of triggers, sights, smells, taste, touch, places, things, songs, people. You're going to have all these things around you coming in through the ear gate and the eye gate in different ways that it's getting in there. But, but ultimately, this is where, this is the table that this is settled at. This is the battlefield. This is the place where this gets settled. What are you going to do? with temptation. That's the battlefield. This is where you've got to win it. You're trying to win it there and there and there and there. And there's some wise things that we can do with the things around us, but we're going to have to pay attention to what's going on right there. Can you say amen? Amen. All right, I'm going to draw for you. Don't laugh at me. I got to draw another guy too. Well, sorry. All right. Please ignore the fact that these guys have misshapen heads, okay? That has nothing to do with the point. I want to compare these two guys here. We'll just say this is a mullet or something back here. All right. right. A thought comes to each of them. A thought comes. That thought comes, and that thought is the seed of temptation. So when that comes, and it comes to who? All of us. When it comes to us, if you're a believer and you have the Holy Spirit in your life, listen to me, he will let you know temptation's here. He'll let you know. You'll know that, hey, all right, I'm being tempted. And we need to wake ourselves back up to this and realize that, okay, when these thoughts come, we need to be alert that, you know, intruder alert, intruder alert. You know, something's happening right here. The Holy Spirit at this point also, and I want you to start to get sensitive to this again. The Holy Spirit will start to give you counter ideas he'll give you some other things to do he said why don't you get out of the pantry why don't you shut the fridge why don't you change the channel why don't you walk away why don't you throw that computer into the retention pond you know what whatever it would be he's going to give you counter ideas you got the temptation that comes the holy spirit is faithful to do this he's going to give you some options here Now, what you have to do is choose. Everybody say choose. And so at this point, you've got temptation. You're aware of it, but you start to look and listen. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Holy Spirit, what are you saying? And I'm going to promise you, and we'll talk more about this later, your flesh is saying, I like this idea. You know, the idea that came to you initially, the flesh is going to want to do that. And if you have any addiction in your life, your first thought's going to be a wrong thought concerning the temptation. And so it comes to you in this way, and now you make a choice. And so this guy right here, he's going to choose one of the options that the Holy Spirit gives him. Let's go ahead and put this in red here. So he chooses this option that the Holy Spirit gives up here. And he allows that to grow. And once you choose, you activate, okay? Once you choose the thought, you start to activate that thought. This guy down here, he chose to keep thinking on the thought and on the temptation. And so it starts to grow. And this is the point. This is the place where your thought now becomes sin because the desire conceives 
The desire conceives and it gives birth to sin. His full intention now is to go and do the wrong thing. This one now, his, he has chosen and now it activates a thought. It activates behavior. This is going to result in behavior. So this guy now has chosen a behavior. He's activated in his life that's going to bring him to a place of overcoming the temptation. See, he's covered that temptation over by, by taking that option that the Holy Spirit has given him. Are, are you all with me so far? And now that's going to activate a behavior in his life, a good, a right, a healthy, a godly behavior. And the result of that is he's going to be strengthened in his inner man and he's going to have joy. This guy has let this temptation grow and grow and grow. You know what they call it in some circles? Stinking thinking. And the stinking thinking is growing and it, it, it has muted out the ideas, the options that the Holy Spirit has, has given him. It activates sinful behavior and he's going to end up with consequence. He's going to end up with sin and consequence. And the thing is we choose this and all of this happens right here. I mean, there's all these other things going on, but all this happens right here. And so what we've got to do is learn how to handle this in this place. And I want to remind you again, you can overcome temptation. Amen. I will, uh, I'll sign these and we'll auction it off after, after service. $10 sold. Bring me the money, bro. No, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Here's our next twist right here. Just choose better. You know, sometimes we tell people some dumb things. A person's already been through part of their life and they've developed cycles and different things, even addictions, and they didn't know about this and they get to a place and we just tell them if they would just choose better, if they would just choose better. But here's the reality. That is true. That is true. We need to choose better. And willpower is important. But listen, willpower is necessary, but willpower is not enough. Willpower is not enough. Right desire is necessary, but right desire is not enough. Let me say it to you again. Our only hope, right here, our only hope is help. Say it with me. Our only hope is help. Now, you and I have got to cooperate. You and I have got, have, have got to have willpower. We've got to make some better choices. We've got to have right desires. But you know what? That's the truth on so many people that continue to get de- defeated by sin. And I think the real problem, and we'll look at it next week, Paul said, he said, I've got all these things that I want to do and I find myself not doing them. And the things that I don't want to do, I find myself doing he said, I'm just torn back and forth and I'm getting ahead of myself just a little bit. But in my old nature, my sin nature, there, there's no good. And in my new nature that wants to do right, there's no power. I've got to have some help beyond just me. And our only hope is, is help. And our help comes to us from the Lord. Y'all? And the Lord knows how. We opened up with it. The Lord knows how to deliver you out of whatever your deal is. The Lord knows how to say, don't bite that hook. What hook? I don't see any hook. I just see this slimy worm, and I love slimy worms. You know, and, and we're headed toward this, and I'm telling you, the Lord knows how to deliver us out of temptation. Look with me in James chapter 4, verse 7. We looked at it earlier. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I'm going to give you the, the, the short, quick way to, to punch back on this. Read this with me again. Therefore, submit 
to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. First of all, submit. Uh, Yeah, submit. Everybody say submit. Submit means to arrange yourself under. I think when you submit, you say so. And I think also when you submit, you cooperate. You cooperate. And so go back to the drawing. You cooperate. If you'll learn, all right, Holy Spirit, here's, here's another thing you said to do. Listen, he's not going to give you a lame idea. He's not going to give you something that won't help you. He's going to give you something that if you'll choose that, it will activate something in your life. And just by you choosing it, I believe the Holy Spirit begins to help you at that point. So you submit to God, you cooperate with him, and then here's the second part of it all. You resist. Everybody say resist. You've got to resist. I think, you know, when we, when we pray, God, forgive me for my sins. I confess my sins, and you're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. It means to confess your sins. It means to admit it. I think often when we admit it, God, I admit this is sin, and this is wrong, and it's draining. You also need to admit this most of the time, and I didn't ask you to help me. I didn't pay attention to the help that you offered me. Forgive me for that as well. And so when we submit to him and then we resist, you know one way to resist? Stay out of the pantry. One way to resist is to ignore. And I believe that if you ignore certain things and keep certain things out of proximity of you, I'll tell you what, you're going to be able to overcome. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. You know, if you're dealing with something and you keep hanging out with people, dealing with the same thing, and you keep listening to music that's connected to all that and watching shows or doing this or exposing yourself to this or let me just get one smell of that or whatever it would be, I'm telling you what, you're headed toward the edge again. Stinking thinking will be growing. Look for those things. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I'll go right back here again. Four and a half inches. Four and a half inches. You got all this going out here. We're going to learn how to manage all of that better. But right here is where the decision is made. That's where the Holy Spirit's going to help you right there. He's going to say, now turn this way. Get out of the kitchen. Don't go there. Hang up the phone now. Shut the door. Turn around, walk away. He's going to give you an option. Change the channel. He's going to give you an option. And you take that option. He'll begin to help you in that place. And you can overcome. Amen. I said you can overcome. I'll leave with this. The Lord knows how to deliver you out of temptation. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.